Welcome to Lucky Boys Podcast. I'm Will. And I'm Norm. And we have a very special guest here today. Mark, actor and self-proclaimed creative engineer <laughs> from NYC. Welcome to the show, man. Yo, what's up, everybody? My name is Mark Rain. Uh, from Spanish Harlem, born and raised in New York City. I'm so ex- super, super excited here to be with the Lucky Boys. It's been a long time, y'all. Yo, yeah, it's been a minute, yeah. When was the last time we were together? It was... Uh Oh my gosh, it's over were you, were you six, seven years ago? It had to be. So now you're taking a more active approach into doing, uh, and correct me if I'm wrong, comedy skits. Oh yeah. Who were, I mean, because you come from the world of serious acting, oh, yeah. where you were trained for it, mm-hmm. and um, that's what you studied, and not only behind, um, in front of the camera, but behind as well. And then you go and do something that are, or get known for mostly skits, <laughs> yeah. that are comedy. Now, a lot of people will look at that in the acting world as mm. you ain't a real one. You right, ain't really right. one of us. Right, you didn't right, really right. earn mm-hmm. your stripes. <laughs> yeah. Right. Did you get that? Oh, I mean, I gave that to myself, to be honest, uh, early on. You know what I mean? Like, I, you know, ne- didn't really have interest of doing skits because of that. You know, I didn't want to be discovered as an IG comedian because there is a for some a stigma. I, I get it, but there's a stigma right. with it. You know what I mean? That there isn't any training behind these social influencers, right? These were just people that, you know, had personality um, and aren't afraid to get in front of the camera and just be themselves, right? Um, and that in, in, in this world, is a thing right like look at all the tiktok stars i mean like yeah. you know i love that you know it, it to be in competition with followers to me is a silly thing and it's a silly idea so you you, you know because look at the end of the day there's a chihuahua somewhere with like a million followers right there's <laughs> like a, a a really special bird or somebody's like little baby <laughs> monkey like right like and they have like millions of followers yeah. does that mean that this 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 like Chihuahua is more talented. Does it does it give the Chihuahua more worth? You understand? And it really doesn't. To some people, know? but it, but it, it really does, doesn't. doesn't it? So they look at leave, it like social currency. Yeah, no, I mean, but and I get it, and I you know I get it though because in a way it kind of is. Yeah. You know, let me tell you, Instagram, uh, they're not paying directly. Uh, I mean, I think they have like features now where like you know you can do badges on live. I don't fully understand it to be honest. Uh, <laughs> um, and, and maybe I need to, and that's my fault, right? Um, because, and that's a good segue, because at the end of the day, I was like, well, look, I can't fight the future. You understand? Like, this, I recognize this skit industry because I, I want to claim it as that. No one's really calling it that, and they're, like, watering it down, but it literally is a skit industry. Like, the TikTokers, you know, like, the promo on Instagram, it's a it's whole world. Just like there's a music industry, and it's funny because, you know, there's, like, beef in the music industry, right? Like There's what? There's, like, beef. In the, in the skit industry? Oh, there's definitely beef in the skit it's industry. It's like West Coast, in the, East Coast. In, in the, in the, com- in the comedy? Oh, yeah, man. Like, this gets deep. This is what I mean. Like Where it, does the beef start? Like, yo, I didn't like the way you did that well, skit because my shit the, is funnier? The, the beef can start almost anywhere, right? Because beef is usually um, a result of egos, right? The battle of egos. Mm. I got more followers than you, or I'm more lit than you're lit, or I, you know what I mean? It becomes these battle of egos. Oh, so it's just like a competitive my, beef. Right, yeah, my skits are better than your skits, okay. and you know, and so, but you know, it's all kind of beefs, you know. But how deep does that beef go? Uh, it can get silly. It gets, it gets like, yo, if I see you, it's on site? Kinda? Yeah, well, that talk, like that, that? That kind of talk goes around a lot. 
um, what you'll usually find is that nothing usually goes down. Everybody's just trying to, you know, spike the clout on their mm. algorithms. Oh, they yeah, want people, people like that. People, people like, like drama. that, man. Yeah. We live in a world where clout is a currency, you know, mm-hmm. for some people. Yeah. And it's like, look, I'll put you on my page and that's enough to get you to slide on your face on concrete. You know what I mean? Like some people will go to lengths to be so you, viral. So they have strategic beefs. I mean, like... To promote an (laughs) album, to promote my page. You know, definitely. Absolutely. uh, I've seen it where guys try to start some beef with, you know, maybe a bigger dog in the skit industry. Uh, And it's like, you know, you want to get that repost, right? Because you want him to, to now you know, get into this pissing contest mm-hmm. of like internet thuggery. I don't know. Yeah. You know, I'll beat you up. You know what I mean? Uh, all on Instagram. Yeah. Uh, and they want you to repost it, right? Because if you got a million followers, I only have a hundred thousand, just this is all hypothetical, mm-hmm. right? Like if I start a beef with you and now you repost me on your story or on your feed, like, yo, look at this bozo. That's still clout. That's free ads. That's free promo. There's going to yeah. be people that are going to follow me. Like I mean, his, that's just his how audience, it works. Yeah. You know? his, so his audience is Let me tell you, you know, you it's, it's, it's been a transition. And, you know, going back to what you were saying earlier, like back then, you know, I was doing, I still do it all, but I'm very focused on my acting career at this point, you know, and more on the producer side. Like I'm not taking on the camera as much. I'm not editing almost at all these days, you know, uh, because. Why all, is that? Well, because ultimately what I realized was that. You know, you stretch yourself too far thin sometimes. Mm-hmm. You see, a lot of people knew me as a photographer only. Some other people knew me as an editor only. Some other people knew me as an actor only. And it was like all these things, a, 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 a videographer, a cinematographer, you know? And so I was getting pulled. And because I put my all into everything that I do, my photos, you know, they look, they have a standard. You know what I'm saying? Uh, mm-hmm. You know, you can check out my photography. I think if you see my work all around, you're like, yeah, he's putting thought and energy and love into everything he does. And so what, ha- what was happening was literally like I was getting offers to be an editor here. Uh, you know, I could have been a music video, a celebrity music video uh, maker. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, all these different directions, you know, and I got to be grateful to God and the universe, you know, because if you're open to receiving uh, uh, guidance, and and if you're paying attention then the universe will speak to you and Mm. things started to happen to me you know where it was like you know it's never why me you know it's always why this did you ever look at it like i could be good at a lot of things Mm -hmm. or just great at one thing and then because i'm great at that one thing other people will look at me with more value and go, you know what? I want him on my project as an editor or as a photographer or you know, as the actor. I love that question because that's a good um, question in regards to like the self-proclaimed creative engineer. You know, like that terminology I came up with, you know, for, other, for creatives that wear more hats than one. You know, like, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and, and in this day and age, honestly, you have to be that. Mm-hmm. You can't just be an actor, I feel like. You can't just be one thing to really thrive in this world that we live in because so many people are trying to be multifaceted in so many different ways, you know? Um, and you never know what life is preparing you for, you know what I mean? You just got to do. You just got to go. And, uh, and then you're, you're going to be flexing a muscle and a skill somewhere, right? That's going to be a, a, a mastery at some point. And, you know... I was doing so much, I have all this experience and awareness on set that it ultimately when I lasered my energy into my acting career, all of the experience and the awareness that I have on set only lended to my acting craft. 
because now I can move and flow in this space in a way where I'm so free because I know all of this. I know this mic, I know what this stand is called, I know that lens, I know that camera, I see the frame, and now I can move and do things because I know what type of, you know, say I've directed stuff, and so on set, I'm filming a movie right now called The Boogie, and we're having such, ma like, we're capturing magic. I can't wait for people to see this because because of this, because I, I, I see where that light is, right? So I know where to find the light. I don't need to ask the director. Like, it's almost like a unicorn for, being a unicorn for a director because you already know. The director doesn't tell me this time. Like, it's like, imagine being able to save time because we already got it in two takes, mm -hmm. two solid takes. Because I'm moving in the way that I need oh, to man, move. Oh man, you kidding me? That is a dream for a director. Because I know all of this is. I know the aperture. Yeah. What are you shooting at? So I know I can't move back to, and forward. Yeah. You understand? I need to move laterally. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's these these awarenesses, these things um, that you know actors aren't really trained to know. We're trained to scene study, break down, make choices understand relationships the dynamics between the characters mm -hmm. what's our goal where's the love i mean like i can go on <laughs> you know what i mean people think it's just lines that you're 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 saying but there's so much thought into the choices we make as actors to ultimately create the moment do you prefer doing the ig skits no um i would i i i don't think i could ever put you know the the enjoyment that I get from creating skits over the enjoyment that I get from creating film. For me, that's the bigger picture. You know, I, I, I play and exist in the skit industry because like I said, you can't fight the future. You know, you're only doing a disservice to yourself to try to go on, like not trying to partake into the new wave of the industry that you're trying to exist in. Right? Like, we can fight against it all we want. Oh, I don't want to do this. I don't want to do that. Right? And, and look, in some or cases... Or to think that you're too good to do it. A lot of people think they're to think too that, good to right, jump right. on IG, TikTok, or right. and even look, YouTube. I understand it. Trust me. Because when you go to school for training in this, you really do start to look at it like below you. You know? Mm -hmm. um, but I'll say this. As someone that literally dances on, on, on either side of that line and on the line sometimes, you know what I mean? Um... Actors, actresses, they are, can benefit from doing social media content because there's a, another, there's a skill to to learn in that, which is in execution. You understand? A lot of actors, which because we're trained, right? We have may have a million great ideas, but we never fully truly execute because we're so particular with how we want things to be, right? I need to have the perfect prop. I need to have the perfect hat for this or whatever it is you know and we're stuck in perfection and then we never execute whereas in the, in the skit industry in the social media content world you it's now let's go yeah. i need and to I, do this now I, with what i got you i know noticed I mean? that during covid and we were just talking about this before we went live that you were just so active at the height of covid too you're still able to produce a lot of content and uh, you said you had that liberty and that freedom because you're not tied to a, a a big machine right i like that um absolutely you know uh during that when when new york was the epicenter you know of the pandemic uh me and my fa uh, my family we went to puerto rico for four months <laughs> so i was gone for four months and that wasn't intentionally i thought it was going to be like a month mm. <laughs> ended up being four months and you know you have to Roll with the punches and you have to, again, learn how to create with what you have. And being stuck in Puerto Rico, I was still creating out there. 
content. It wasn't like all the time, but when I had a, an opportunity, I had an, an idea, I was still creating it. I did a caveman challenge where like, you know, I couldn't, sh you couldn't shave or cut your hair while the entire quarantine lasted. So for those four months, I didn't shave or cut my hair. So I looked crazy. Like I mean, like you got—I got the photos on my IG. With you can see it. I had a, I had a, a handlebar mustache. Oh, it was amazing. I missed that freaking mustache. Oh, yeah, miss it was it. amazing. Everyone misses their handlebar mustache. Yo, go check out my page, man. Like if you scroll down, I got some photos of it, and I looked crazy. But I—it was content for me, you see, and it was genuine content. It was real. It was organic. I didn't force it. I was like, and it, you know, and this is why you have to just try things because mm. one thing will lead to the next thing. Yeah. Right, and you start digging here, just start digging. It may lead you to another spot. You know what I'm saying, and then you find gold. You I'm know. I'm curious. So, what was it like in Puerto Rico during COVID? Was it scary? Um, I, I imagine to some it was. You know, especially to those that actually lost someone to COVID during that time, or even today still. You know, um, uh, they. I don't f move through fear. You know what I mean? So there wasn't a lot of fear for me, not much for my family. You know, even though my mom, you know, she has lupus, so she's a high risk. Mm. My dad, you know, a little bit high blood pressure sometimes. There was a risk, but we were locked down, locked down. Like Puerto Rico, they had, um, there was just like less than 100 cases on the island, but they had a, a, a lockdown, lockdown. Like they had a curfew at 7 p.m. Whoa. You had to be in your house at 7 p.m. every day. And at 6.30, you got a text. And it was like, stay home. Like, you got 30 minutes to get in your house. And if you were caught outside for an illegitimate reason, then you caught like a, a summons, you caught like a $500 ticket. It was crazy. You know, they shut down all the beaches. You, you couldn't get caught at a beach. Mm -hmm. It's a whole island. Did a lot of people comply with the laws? Most people did. They you did. know, let me tell you something. Puerto Rico is known for surviving. Um, and I could go really deep with that yeah. stuff too, in depth about that too. But Puerto Rico is known for surviving. If you just look at the, even the recent history, you know, what we've been going through, the hurricanes, the earthquakes, yeah. you know, the people over there understand that it takes a level of compliance to get through these things. You know what I mean? Um, and so I think there's a large percentage of people that were compliant to because nobody was trying to mess with it. Yeah. <laughs> they gave it the respect that deserved. Yeah, but you know, I, I know for a fact that, you know, there's, you have your rebels and that's the thing in life and they were out there, you know, like I said, it's a whole island, so yeah. could you really be at every beach, right? So like if you were a local, you know that there was a beach that there was no authority, mm -hmm. you're going to the beach every yeah. day. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Did it feel safe during that time? Were there people trying to take advantage? Oh, it felt safe. Um, that's a hard one to answer because that's going to vary from person to person depending on the neighborhood, right? Because, like, I mean, you saw what happened here in New York. I mean, there were pockets that felt oh, yeah. safe. And then there are other areas where they were like, be careful. Well, yeah. Um, I think all around the fact that we have now this mask that covers almost your face, it kind of lend a hand to crime. <laughs> you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. So I think just naturally, yeah. But again, if you're not outside, if you're not trying to be outside, then where's the crime? You would have to be breaking into people's homes. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, so I imagine that definitely, you know, crimes went up a little bit. But, you know, again, it was on lockdown, lockdown. So the, the island is spiked a little bit at one point, and But, you know. No. I, 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 got, I grew up with Puerto Ricans. <laughs> nice. And Puerto Ricans, Dominicans, Blacks, Italians, right? And um, other Asians. 
but out of everyone I hung out with, all the cultures, the Puerto Ricans always had the most visible pride outward, <laughs> right? Especially during uh, Puerto Rican Day Parade. I mean, they Just would put their the flags flag. on, on the cars. Oh, yeah. As a shirt, as a remember the I don't know if, if they still do it, but the beaded necklaces. Oh yeah, every single Puerto Rican I knew had one, and when I went over to their houses, they had uh -huh. one over there, and and I was like, man, this is this is it. It made me feel like like I was so immer immersed in the culture where it was just like a fun time. It was always even at night when I would sleep over uh, my uh, Puerto Rican friend's house. Like it would just be like a party, the dancing, <laughs> the everyone come over, music, the music. Food. It was just so alive. Yeah, yeah. I mean, is that part of the reason that that the pride is there? I mean, where does it stem from? There was a time in in American history where it was illegal for Puerto Ricans to own a Puerto Rican flag. If you got caught with a Puerto Rican flag, you were going to jail for ten years. So 1900s, 1940, like 1950s. I forget the time, the exact dates and mm -hmm. times right now um, but it was for a substantial amount of time and they made it illegal for you to have anything like that and so so imagine being told you can't even have your flag something as simple as that but that speaks to the level of colonization that was happening in Puerto Rico at the time you understand there was a, a very deep deep indoctrin uh, in, um, you know an agenda to indoctrinate the people of Puerto Rico and that was uh, one of the one of the very uh, <clears throat> what's the word I want to use <laughs> that was one of the many uh, ways they tried to put us down divide and, and you know almost like remove us from our culture you know um, because there's many other things you understand um, that there's, there's a lot of history between America and Puerto Rico that people just don't know. You understand? And it's, um, I'm working on a couple of things, you know, to bring these things to light because they're not very pretty. And so I understand why they're under the rug because <laughs> yeah. they're not pretty. You know, um, to give you another example for the listeners watching today that want something a little bit more extreme, uh, the first time American, the American government bombed their own people was in Puerto Rico in 1950. There was a very small attempt for a Puerto Rican revolution and uh, in the town of Hayuya, they sent the planes to bomb the town because there was a bit of infiltration happening. You know what I mean? This was, um, you know, uh, an organized event um, for a Puerto Rican revolution moment. But it got stumped. <laughs> to be honest, um, you know, America, you know, America don't play. So they had the FBI informants. They had all the inside scoop, you know. Um, it went very, very south, but again, not to get to make that the topic of conversation because it's very heavy. Um, but you know that the pride comes from constantly being like stepped on and trying to be um, removed or ignored. You know what I mean? They have a sense of pride because now they know that at one time you didn't let us represent our flag and that we can be incarcerated for it right so because of that we're gonna rep every chance we get so, now so that's base with that's it. is that part of it it's just that's just yeah. been passed down well you know to be honest it's in like in our dna at this point uh and that that but that's also going to vary from how 
close the parents are going to hold on to our culture and heritage. You understand? Um, Is there a problem with traditions being watered down within the Puerto Rican uh, culture? Sort of, yeah, because... Well, look, I'll say this. Most Puerto Ricans actually don't know their culture and history. Hmm. This, what I'm saying right now, is, is news, would be news to a lot of Puerto Ricans. This is why I'm talking and saying, you know, especially the name Pedro Albizu Campos. This man, the world needs to know who this is. He was like our Marcus Garvey, our Malcolm X, you understand? Our Dr. Martin Luther King. He had a vision, he had a dream for the independence of Puerto Rico. He was actually the first Latino ever to graduate from Harvard. And he could have been anything he wanted to be. Mm -hmm. But he, de he dedicated his life to the ind independence of Puerto Rico. He traveled the world mm -hmm. internationally uh, and met with other uh, you know, um, countries to get awareness about what was happening in Puerto Rico by America. Mm. And so it's a lot, man. The history is deep. You know Domino Sugar? Yes. Yeah. Came yeah. out of PR. Oh. That was uh we that was the first sweatshop they had in Puerto Rico. Mm. Was Domino Sugar. <laughs> and people don't even know. So you know what I mean? so white capitalists went over to Puerto Rico, kind of raided the national you know, the, the natural national product of, of Puerto Rico. Is that you know, what happened? Um, Puerto Rico has never had a time period where they governed themselves. Mm. Unless we go all the way back to when it was dominated in, by the, 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 the Tainos. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, first it was Spain. <laughs> mm. And then America literally took us from Spain in 1898. And um, it wasn't for a very long time until the first Puerto Rican governor was put in place. So there were, you know, a lot of white American you know uh, men in the position of power at the time for government in Puerto Rico so that's why a lot of these things got they got away with a lot of making it illegal to have a flag it was illegal for kids to speak Spanish in schools at one point mm. which doesn't make any sense that's how, crazy how are you supposed to learn anything yeah <laughs> I, I can go on I mean that's on. that's that's actually interesting because what you know oppression the, the, the way they kind of destroy uh, destroy destroy like the culture is to not teach people their culture right to restrict them from learning their where they came from absolutely yeah like like the african-american community you know colonization and uh, but look you know everything happens for a reason you know and you got to just be grateful for mm -hmm. the cause that we're given and you know a lot of people may look at pr and say oh but you know you you guys are born citizens and you know we take advantage of uh, i don't know uh, american citizenship or, or things like that and they really just don't understand the history you know, uh, especially the people that go and say, oh, but it's the Puerto Rican government that's corrupt and that's doing that. Do you know who put that government there? Mm. <laughs> what are we talking about? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you understand? We're not talking about a system that was created by us. You're talking about people that will take a paycheck to do what they're told, to run the agenda as necessary. You understand? Uh, and it would take literally millions of Puerto Ricans to line up on highways to remove a governor that's blatantly corrupt. That's what it took. Mm. You know what I mean? And so whenever, anytime I hear somebody go and, you know, they talk like they know stuff and they're like, you know, oh, but it's the Puerto Rican, it's their own Puerto Rican people in the government that are corrupt. And I'm just like, how you think they got there? Mm. Yeah. What, what, what do we like, what do you expect? You understand? Um... I, I wonder, but it I, goes deeper. It goes deeper. Yeah. You know, the first the first Puerto Rican government governor 
was placed there. Let's just mm-hmm. put it like that. You know. Yeah, I, I, I want to know the like uh, more about the pride because and the lineage. Um, you have people because in, in in Chinese culture, you know, people Chinese Americans that were born here in the states, you know, they they have their idea of of uh, people coming, immigrants, Chinese immigrants coming here. And is there some is there a divide between you know Puerto Ricans that were born in America, and Puerto Ricans that were you know born in Puerto Rico? Is there Absolutely. that you know divide there? Is there there mis- um, un- a lot of misunderstandings? Unfortunately, there is, uh, and you have to understand it was still a part of the oppression that was instilled <laughs> during the colonization. You understand? We became citizens. Why? because America was nice to us and they wanted to make us citizens? No. We got citizenship because they needed people to go to war. Who, do we, who can we send that we don't care about? Let's make them citizens because you needed to be a citizen to be in the military. Mm-hmm. Made us citizens, sent us to war immediately. You understand? That's where that really stems from. And so, you know, once, this citizen, once citizenship came, then, you know, a lot of Puerto Ricans to find you know, a better life like any other immigrant from anywhere in the world goes to America. You know, we traveled, we came to New York, Florida. Now we could find Puerto Ricans almost anywhere in, right, in, yeah. in America, you know, because now so much time has passed where we're now, this is like a mainland for us, right? This is a mainland and that's the homeland, mm. right? And so it's like we have these two bases. There is a divide, f- you know, not from all, but like, for example, I'm born and raised here in New York. I rep Puerto Rico. We're talking about Puerto Rico because of how hard I rep Puerto Rico. You understand? And the divide usually comes from the level of the level of pride that you have. You see, because when you're born on the island, the pride is through the roof. Mm. You see what I'm saying? And yeah, then yeah. there, there's, uh, you know, there's uh, the the accent from the island. You know what right, I mean? You right, can yeah. learn Spanish over here as a Puerto Rican. They hear your accent and it's like, you're not from Puerto oh, Rico. You're born here. They're like, where are you from? And I'm yeah. like, <laughs> same thing. Same Doesn't thing. Matter. Right? You know, Chinese you, culture. Do they treat you differently? No, not usually because energy is a big thing, a part of the world. And I usually move with energy that kind of is very inviting for people. You know what I mean? Um, but there's there was an instance, there's been instances where like they can tell that I'm not from the island because there's also... It's a certain flow. There's a certain swag. You understand? Like, mm-hmm. people don't dress a certain way out there. And I dress how I dress. I mean, you see, came with my Master P flow. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, and um, I've been targeted in a way, you know, because they kind of saw that I wasn't from here, you mm-hmm. know, and I was having a good time. And so, What do you like, mean targeted? Like, you know, <laughs> they threw bottles at the car. No, you know, while we were driving, it gets, it gets violent. Oh, Puerto Rico gets very violent. So what happens? If, oh, because yeah. I hear that there's a lot of Americans, Puerto Rican and non-Puerto Ricans, that move to Puerto Rico for oh, yeah. for tax purposes, right? Because it's well, where do you think the seventy billion dollar debt came from? Let's say see, that again. The seventy billion dollar debt that everyone likes to throw over Puerto Rico's head. Where do you think it came from? It came from there with this large period of time where. Puerto Rico was this tax haven where all these companies could come and it was tax-free, tax-free. Right. All but, of this, but, all of this money that we owe because of all this business that came here and then they left the moment the tax laws changed. Right. I'm talking about singular people. Like, there's a lot of people who move to Puerto Rico, uh, like rich folks, I guess, move there and, yeah. and regular people move to Puerto yeah. Rico and, and um, they tell me like they get a lot of love from the locals there. 
I mean, it really varies. You know mm. what I mean? Again, like there's no, there's there's not a single brushstroke for every person. You know, you're gonna have the people that actually like when people come to the island and spend money here, and you know, it's different people to look at, right? But then you got the other people that come here and kind of just they're that like colonization trauma is embedded in them, and they're mm. like, I don't like these people coming over here, you know, because they're rich and they're trying to buy pieces of Puerto Rico, mm. you know, because that's a real thing too. And so it's a lot, it's a lot, you know. A Puerto Rican Day par Parade shooting over in Chicago. I did. I, I heard about the actor uh, Luis Guzman that you spoke know, out against it. I, it's interesting because timing is everything, you know. And um, at the time of that, you know, occurrence, that tragedy. Can, can um, you explain it for people that haven't heard of it? Yeah, haven't? well, there was a... A couple, a Puerto Rican couple in Chicago, and I think Humboldt Park. I'm not really sure the location, but it was in Chicago, and uh, there was an altercation that happened, and the, the couple was shot. The, the husband yeah. and wife? They I, pulled I, them I, out the car, and they shot them. Yeah. To keep it short, yeah. you know. Um, but here's my thing, you know, and uh, that's super tragedy, you know. And the kid uh, was in the back seat. Tragic. I that's the so. tragic part. I, I think, yeah, that's the kid oh, was in, The kid yeah. was in the back seat. All of they were shot tragic. in front of the kid. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very, very tragic, you know. But the one thing I, I, I definitely want to say is that we have to learn how to give ourselves time to process what we're being told, what information is being spread, and how this information is being spread. You understand? Because the devil of the planet is the media, to be honest. You understand? And it's not these real, genuine podcast talkbacks. It's, not, it's, the, it's these bought-out channels um, that have their own agenda, you know, that we could never really know about, that have me question these things. Because when I first heard of this, of course, the, my initial thought was, oh, my God, they, did they kill this couple because they were Puerto Rican? You understand? And I was like... I'm already in my own spiritual path where I've learned how to take a moment. I need more information before mm. I emotionally, impulsively react or respond. Right. And then you start I sharing all these. I don't want to ever lend a hand to some false movement, agenda, information. You understand? And to me, when I saw the video, I'm like, there's something else that happened. Like, why did they, did they really just pull them out the car because they were Puerto Rican? And the media at first wanted everyone to react to that. Oh, you understand the media was okay. saying uh, couple killed you know because they were Puerto Rican mm -hmm. or at Puerto Rican parade mm -hmm. in Chicago and so it, it kind of felt like they were sh like pushing this agenda that these people were killed because they were Puerto Rican mm. you understand and not giving the true uh, instance of it which was that that was at nighttime. the Puerto Rican parade was over already mm -hmm. so to say that it happened at the Puerto Rican parade is it's false. That's false. Yeah. You understand? It didn't happen at the Puerto Rican parade. Mm -hmm. It happened much later. Mm -hmm. You know, and look, the video, he had the flag on the car. It looks terrible because it is terrible. But the whole altercation really stemmed from the car accident. Mm -hmm. And you have to understand, again, like I said earlier, ego is everything on this planet. People's egos, they can't let something happen, understand truly what's the next best response or reaction. Mm -hmm. People, F you, oh, don't F me, right. no, oh. Word. It's bye pride, bye. ego, you know, something You happened. understand? And listen, Chicago right now is really hot. Mm -hmm. It's not called Chirac for no reason. Mm -hmm. You understand? People are losing their lives over there yeah. at a very alarming rate. 
you know, uh, to why do you violence. think? Why do you think it is? I can't even speak on it because I literally don't know. Do you think it's like, partially because of the way the system is set up? Do you think it starts at the polit the political arena, the police officers, or the laws? Or oh, I mean, man, what so, the heck's going on? It's really tough, you know, because there are wars happening in Chicago that aren't being mentioned through the media because how would the media know that? This person that you're talking about that got shot and killed by this person, shot and killed that person's somebody, and now it's somebody, somebody's, and they keep, you know, and it's just like this never ending. Well, you got mine, and I'm gonna get yours, you know, and I don't know, honestly, I really don't know. Because Chicago's it's, a beautiful city. I love man. Chicago. I've been yeah. there a couple of times. It's beautiful, you know. Um, I think it's legal to carry out there you understand like that you know you go to the shops and it says no guns allowed in some of the shops you know oh, I mean? you could uh, conceal and weapon it's, you're right it's, and it's, so it's legal I, wow. I i don't know i don't know the details yeah. so like i said i can't truly speak on yeah, it let me find out but you know it's 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 a bad thing and so that moment you know i, I appreciate luis guzman i love luis guzman i can't wait to work with him one day um i love his you work. know you he put out he's from les right He's from where we are. I think, I think, I think he's so. from New York yeah, City. I think yeah. he's from LES. Right. You know, Yo, was but, he in that movie Puerto Ricans in Paris? Uh, yeah. Yo, funny, I love that movie, man. man. Yeah, it was funny. <laughs> it was you know, funny. but just to close on that topic, you know, look what ended up happening. Yeah. They caught the guy, allegedly, and he was a Spanish guy. Mm. You understand? So it was like, at first they were trying to run this narrative to get blacks versus Puerto Ricans again. Oh. You know, it was a lot of like, oh no, but we got to like, where we at? You know, I, I knew a lot of people that were like fired up, ready to go to war. You know what I mean? It's like, y'all don't even know what happened. Y'all don't right. even know who did it. You just, they just read the headlines. You just, and then, you just yeah. impulsively reacting. You understand? So they try to instigate a race war? It, 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 like, no, uh, there crazy. were talks of, you know, like, all that kind of nonsense. And I was like, we're not doing that. We're not doing that. You know, and that's why I didn't put out a video because I didn't know the information. Mm. You know, like, this is tragedy, yes, but let me get more information. Then we could talk about this more like we're talking now. You know, but I wasn't going to emotionally put something out that was going to feed into something that I don't want to partake. Mm -hmm. Race war? No. Blacks and Puerto Ricans need to be like this. Mm -hmm. Honestly, every single minority group needs to be like this. Right. Yeah. Cooler you know? heads prevail. Because yeah. ultimately, at the end of the day, every single body should be like this. You understand? Yeah. But we have to start small. We have to start somewhere. Yeah. You know, because divide and conquer is a real thing. Yeah, and it's <laughs> oh, funny yeah, because seriously. it's mostly <clears throat> minorities, people of color that truly understand that. Right, right. Right? We always talk about, at least, and I'm not saying that uh, white people don't understand that. What I'm saying, I'm saying is that I hear more people of color saying, especially during the rallies, like, we need to stick together. We need to right. show solidarity. Right. We need to support one another. Absolutely. Because in the end, we're all we have. You know, right. And they understand that, that it's only going to work if the Asians, if the Latinos, if right. the blacks, if... Right. Yeah, if they all, if if truly white, everyone, if we all, because absolutely, if we that's all a come together. That's uh, incredible and very dangerous thing. That's why it's very. Can you imagine if Latinos, Asians, yeah. blacks? Oh, it's strong, man. Have you ever heard of uh, um, Fred Hampton? He, yes. He's one yeah. of the leaders of the Black Panthers. Yep. Oh, and so yeah. the, the movie uh, the Judas, Judas and the Black, Black Messiah. Oh, yeah. So pretty much, you know, the, the FBI was trying to instigate and, and tried to assassinate him because he was bringing all these different communities yeah, together absolutely. white people yeah. latinos yes. blacks in in one coalition rainbow it, coalition it, it, they it call was it called the rainbow coalition yeah. absolutely yeah and it, it's a dangerous thing and that's that's why the the powers to be they 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 don't want that to happen absolutely bro and i'm glad you brought that up um you know i love that film 
Uh, shout out to Dominique Fishback. Mm-hmm. She's uh, that's my homie. She's in that. Oh yeah. Uh, she plays. Um, Van Hampton's wife. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, and so, but that was really great. And you know that film, they 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 gave us a little bit of love in there as far as the Puerto Rican community because one of the one of the organizations a part of the Rainbow Coalition is the Young Lords Party, which is a whole other conversation. Uh, and that was like a, polit- a Puerto Rican political party. Um, that actually started in Chicago and then came down to El Barrio, where I'm from, and stationed there for a long time. And so it's a lot, man, you know. Uh, <laughs> I'm telling you, we could go on and on because I go, I go to the, down the rabbit hole with these things. You know, at some point, everyone just has to realize that there's a monetary gain for somebody somewhere for all of this. You understand? Us fighting is a monetary gain for somebody. Because unity doesn't usually breed money, right? Because we'll transfer things because of, because of love. It's, life is about perspective, man. And, you know, if you care more about money, then maybe Trump is your guy. You know, uh, if you care about more, more, more morals or things of value and that kind of thing, respect, then he, maybe he's not your guy. You know what I mean? Uh, and, and it's literally almost as simple as that, right? Because for me... He's the face of the nation. It's not just like, it, had he been able to create jobs and whatever, all these other stuff that they praise him for? Cool. But he, his personality is entertaining because of how disrespectful he is. You understand? And now how that influence is going to go is only, it's still to, it still remains to be seen. Because now we're going to see how the younger generation was affected by this time period where disrespect was cool. And that's what people don't understand, right? Oh, oh, the jobs, but he, the economy, the, the gas, the... F all that. What was the influence that this man had on the world and the youth in the country? You understand? And there's many moments where he disrespected many communities. You understand? And it just, again, the agenda. Divide and conquer. You know, it... Um, I think, he's a, I think he's a great actor. I think he plays his part very well. <laughs> Trump knows how to make money. You know, um, you don't fail and go bankrupt as many times as he did and still land up on top somehow without mm. knowing what you're doing. So I'm not going to sit here and say he's a dumb man. You know what I'm saying? But can I respect a lot of his views? Absolutely not. You know what I mean? I just, we don't see eye to eye. Um, I don't think <laughs> And I never met the person Right So how yeah. could you know But For me You know It's just it's, it's, there's like a, it's just I'm too human I, I, I'm really about the people And Especially when he went to Puerto Rico And he was like Throwing paper towels I had a whole debate With another Puerto Rican About that He was like That's nothing I'm like That's nothing mm-hmm. So disrespect means Nothing to you Respect means nothing to you Because now you come to an island What was your thoughts On that When he well, just, just Tossed the paper uh, Listen, things are, there's an agenda. Things are done on purpose. Mm. At that level. So he knew the cameras were rolling. He knew what he was doing. He's just like, Puerto Rico's underwater. Here's paper towel. Yeah. People weren't even catching it. Mm. You know what I mean? It was just like almost hitting people. They were dodging, you know? And it was like, it's either he really is oblivious this way or he knows exactly what he's doing. He knows the cameras are watching. He knows it's going to trigger people trigger people Mm. oh my god this is gonna look disgusting thousands of people are dying he's giving false numbers and he's gonna blame it that he's the numbers that he's given 
it's a lot. Don't get me started on that, man. It was just completely disrespectful, you know what I mean? And um, there's no real way to explain how it felt other than unless it happens to your community of people and you care as much about the community of your people as, as I do, then you're not going to understand this. But you have that perspective of the your fellow Puerto Rican. Oh, yeah. And, and he didn't see On a surface level, he probably didn't see the way you saw it, right? He, did, sure. he didn't. He, he just saw what he, he saw on TV, but he didn't dig deeper. But here's my thing. <laughs> this is what I'm saying. Either he's very oblivious mm -hmm. that this looks horrible. You want to hand out paper to a uh, toilet? Hand it out. Mm. Don't fucking throw. Sorry. He's don't, throwing threes. Don't. Yeah, you you're not. This is <laughs> not a. Nah, you can curse here. He's stuck curly you, with you're saying, This <laughs> is not a, a, a basketball game where you're shooting t-shirts into the fucking audience, bro. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. You're it's not here not for a stadium, that. Yeah. You're literally not here for that. So. Needless to say, it angered me. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? But, you know, you have to learn how to focus on things that you can control in this life, you know, mm -hmm. because if not, you'll get wrapped up in the world problems because the truth is that there's problems all over the world that the media could never even keep up to, to show. Yeah. You know what I mean? They show you what they want to show you. You understand? Um, the, the, what's going on in Cuba? Horrendous. You understand? There's a lot, still always things going on in Puerto Rico. There's still the Stop Asian Hate movement. There's still Black Lives Matter. There's still, you know, the war in the Middle East. There's, it's just too much. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? The, the world's dying. The, the, the ice caps are melting. Like, forget Climate it. Climate change. If you wrap yourself up in the things that you can't control, you'll, you'll drown. You know, you'll you feel like you yourself. could easily lose faith in humanity. I think, I think it's important to be aware of all these things. Mm. You understand? You should be a, a conscious human being on this planet, you know? And that's, uh, you know, of course, the people aren't saying that. Um, but people should be conscious, mm. you know, of all the things that are happening. Because then you ultimately can move in your daily life just more knowledgeable, just with your own perspective, so that should there come a moment where you need to express how you feel, then you've already, you know, you have, you stand on some solid ground and you're not being bought by what the media is telling you. You know what I mean? Because um, look, the truth is, there's no, there's nothing and nowhere you can go to verify and confirm the information you're reading on the internet or seeing on the news. How are you going to verify this? Mm. Unless it's like something you were there for and experienced, right? A fire in a building, right? Because we're not talking about these kind of news. You understand? During the whole, you know, Trump, during the election, there's... Like, if you've ever seen Social Dilemma, the documentary, mm -hmm. they yeah. kind of, like, blow the whistle a little bit on this. And, like, these, yeah. all these social media apps, they're listening to you. They're, they're feeding you what they want to feed you based on your surrounding and the people around you. Mm -hmm. So if you're in a, in a red state, in a red neighborhood, all the news they're feeding you is red news, red biased news. You understand? Becomes an echo and chamber. And vice versa for blue people, right. you know, for the blue side. If, if you live in New York and you're in a red, like a, a dominantly blue state neighborhood, everything fed to you is going to give you that, whether it's right or wrong. Hmm. You understand? Then you get those people, do your research, do your research, do your research. And I'm like, <laughs> and I'm like, okay, cool. Show me the research that you found for that supports the statement you're giving, right? Mm -hmm. Usually, that's where the argument starts because people would like to just because they read some headlines on this on, while they were sliding and they think they know. Show me the research you're talking about. I'll, I take it there. Let me see. And then, oh, you're stupid. And they leave. And I'm like, well, 
I guess that went exactly how you didn't think it was going to go. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. show me the research. I, somebody did one time show me the research, you know, on this thing that we were talking about regarding to the politics. And, uh, you know, it, it, sh- it, it showed me that I was like, whoa, this actually does ex- like there's a video of this particular moment. And this person was right. Here's the research here. Cool. You know, um, and so there's space for change. There's space for perspective if you're just really willing to understand and hear out another person's perspective. Mm -hmm. Show me that research. Let me read it because I'm not reading that. You know what I mean? Oh, and I, they show me the website (laughs) and it is a completely bought out news outlet. And I'm like, (laughs) I almost did a video, a skit. I didn't do it though because you got to play the game of politics smart you know what i mean and as a creative you it's like double dutch you need to know when you need to, when you, when it's time to jump in and give your artistic perspective of this insight and when to just stay the hell out of it and mm. just focus on your content right. um but i wanted to create a skit where it was going to be a like a gate right in the middle and it was going to focus on it was going to show one sheep and it was going to be at the gate just bah, bah, with a red tie. And then the other side was going to be another sheep with a blue tie. Bah, bah. And then it was going to come out. And it was going to be me, another sheep, overlooking. And then I was going to take it off. <laughs> it was going to be the government. You know what I mean? Mm. And it's like, it's literally two sheeps just like bang at each other over these research, these sites, this information mm-hmm. that nobody can confirm. All you can tell me is who it's written by. All you can tell me is that some, some site that you trust, why do you trust it? Mm-hmm. No one's asking these questions. Where is it coming from? Uh, the daily news? What, what I loved about COVID was that it showed you that a lot of these news outlets that you thought you could trust are also bought. Mm-hmm. You understand? Because this whole COVID thing didn't even make sense in the beginning. All of these new stations, they couldn't get it right. The numbers didn't make sense. Well, I remember initially I saw an interview with Fauci and he said that wearing a mask didn't help against the coronavirus because the particulates can go inside those type of masks unless you wear, you have an N95. That's why everybody was rushing to get an N95 mask. And, and then it was sold out or people were taking advantage. It cost like $300 for a box of 30 or whatever. And then next thing you know, they pivot and they started broadcasting and, or going on interviews saying that, you know what? You can wear a mask, any mask. It doesn't need to be N95 and that it will help. The whole thing didn't make sense, right? Because it was all brand new. We were trying to, they were trying to figure it out. You know, I have my thoughts about it all. You know, I'm not gonna say it's it's not real. It's absolutely real, right? I know people that lost their lives Mm -hmm. to at least, you know, got really sick. They confirmed it as a COVID death, you know, which there was a whole hoopla around that, right? From the get, it didn't make sense to me. You know, I was I was very questionable about it because they were like, "There's no COVID test in New York, but the numbers are skyrocketing." I'm sorry. The math doesn't add up. Either you got COVID tests and you ran out, or you don't got, co- like, which one is it? You don't got no COVID tests in the city, but you want to tell me the numbers are rising thousands by the day. How, Sway? How? Literally. Someone make it say, make sense, please. You know, someone, would make it, someone make it make sense. How does that happen? How are you on one hand saying there are no tests in the city because you want to create hysteria, and, but the numbers are rising daily? 
you just forget it. Shotgun with the fear. Boof. Boof. I knew I was going to go to Puerto Rico because I went to BJ's before New York became the epicenter. And let me tell you, that was one of the worst experiences. Yo, it took, I think I spent like six hours, you know, for, uh, in BJ's trying to get in and out. It took me about 30 minutes to find a shopping cart. Because mm. the moment I got to the parking lot, it was madness. It looked like a movie. Like, people were, like, with shopping carts running. The toilet I paper to the sky. I mean, yo, yo it was mad. Stacked. Like, there was people looking for shopping carts. I was like, I don't even know how I'm going to get a shopping cart right now. Mm. <laughs> so, I saw, this is funny. I saw a Target shopping cart, right? <laughs> and so, I'm like, I'm taking the Target one, man. Like, I got to, I gotta like, it's already 30 minutes I'm looking for a shopping cart. Mm. I go and I take the Target one. Now, the Target one, if you know... They like the, the the wheels, the front wheels lock up if you go too far away from Target. Mm-hmm. That's right. So I started wheeling in that motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> I put the the shopping yeah, cart yeah. in a wheelie because uh-huh. the back wheels could still move. So I'm walking through BJ's now with the wheelie. The line, incredible. Like the line was so far, but it was wrapping in between aisles. Mm. You understand? You couldn't even. I couldn't even get things because there was just too many people on the line. Like, it got to a point where I was like, I just need to grab what I could grab and get on this line because it looks like I'm going to be here forever. I was on the line for four hours. Shit. What? Wow. wow. Yo, there was yeah. fights in the front at the cashier. Yeah, yeah. Security, security, uh, fight, security. Like, I don't know, like five times I heard that because people were trying to skip lines because mm. people would just, it was madness. madness. Right? I was I'm, like, I'm surprised people just didn't run out the store. I mean,. <laughs> You're right. You're you know, right. Because it, I mean, four hours. I think people are just gonna lose patience. Their their, no, their listen, patience is gonna be they, super that's thin. They, that's why they were fighting. Anyone. And so when I saw this, I was like, "Call my pops back." Yeah, we're going to Puerto Rico. We out of here. I was like, "This is madness." I was like, "This is gonna get even worse." Because mm-hmm. it wasn't even the epicenter yet. You know, mm-hmm. uh, this was like when they were like when just finding out that COVID was in New York. Even though I think it was a lot sooner than when they proclaimed it to be, but. You know, so yeah, it, it, there was a lot of weird stuff. You know, there was a lot of theories about what COVID actually is, what was really happening. Mm-hmm. Was it the bat, right? The tested bat that was sold in the black market that was eaten and then it was transferred. What was the other animal was that it, they were saying? The pangolin? The pangolin. The pangolin. Yeah. Was it, oh, they were like, you know, uh, messing with DNAs and, 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 and uh, of, of influence. Like, there's just so many theories. One very interesting one was um, this guy talking to a, a group of people about what it was happening and they their theory was that that it, it did have to do with the 5g towers because what the 5g towers was doing to the electromagnetic field to the planet is what's causing people to drop that right and they said that the last time that the electromagnetic field was shifted this way was during the spanish flu and they called it the spanish flu but at that time the world but became you- radar the world went radar because they were, it, it, the world war was happening. So when the world went radar, it shifted the electro, electromagnetic field of the world to Spanish flu. So I was like, hmm, very interesting. Because no, no. people don't understand that yeah. we're electrical beings. Right, right. You know what I mean? Like, that's a whole nother thing. We are electrical beings. And so, you know, this is where science comes into play, right? Like, that magnetic sh- uh, field shifting that way could affect humans and the, the, the frequency is, right and the right. thing is if that's, was, it was, but that's if the that's thing. the case then wouldn't all humans be affected the weird part right. right because there was like old people surviving covid and young people dying from covid right 
oh, I knew this guy. He was fit. Every day he worked out. I, I can't tell you how many times I heard this story. He was young. He was fit. He was healthy. He died from COVID. 60 years old, survived COVID. How does that make sense? None of it makes sense. <laughs> right? Other than if you just didn't have whatever this athletic, your, your organs, something about. My whole thing with COVID was the media is not telling you to boost your immune system. Take your ginger shots. Eat your CMOS. Make sure that you're boosting your immune system because that is the only real defense that you have against whatever infiltrates your body. Why are they not telling you that? Mm. No, you better go spend money on masks. You better go spend money on hand sanitizer. You're going to spend money on all these care packages. Like it's like I said earlier. Instead of focusing on your health. they were Focus on health. Yeah. If you, if you really want a healthy society, this is achievable. But they don't want that. And, uh, you know, I don't want to get too deep into all of that because then we might have hitmen after us. You know, they, they, they're thinking too deep. It's uh, black ops. <laughs> Let's go into it because um, what do you think about the Pentagon coming out that they believe in uh, UAPs or UFOs? Man, let me tell you something. I think they gave out a nine, a whole whopping nine-page report. I definitely believe aliens are possible. Um, I definitely believe they've been here already for some time. Maybe during even ancient times. You understand? Um, and, you know, I think it's funny when uh, you say, like, how do you trust the government? Like, how, like, like... If you, th if, you, if you know anything about history, in every single government, there's been corruption for power, for greed, for all these things, right? And people sometimes forget that we don't live in a day and age where that's changed. We see that almost everywhere, right? And, but we, we, we look at America as like immune to this corruption and greed of governance. Like, why? Like... <laughs> If we actually, when you look into American history, like maybe we're probably the worst. <laughs> you know what I mean? And that could be debatable. Um, so the UFO talk, they're just, um, for me, it feels like they're animal crackering us. You understand what I mean? Like they're like just feeding us just a little bit and we keep eating just a little bit. Just a little bit more. It's, it's like the carrot on the stick, you're saying. Yeah, yeah they're just yeah. giving us a little bit more, a little bit more, so they can get us almost desensitized and already, uh, like, they're putting in our brains that aliens already do exist, so that when they finally full disclosure us, or half disclosure, or whatever disclosure they give us, and they, they confirm the aliens are real, it's not this, like, <gasps> freak out thing, right? We're like, man, we've been knew that. Like, yeah, of course there was aliens. We always knew. Finally, y'all telling us, right? Like, is it a big surprise that they're not like, yeah, I just find it so weird. So is that the this. right way to roll it out? Let's say it's true, right? That they're incrementally rolling information out as to not shock the culture, not plummet the stock markets, have people riot and say, because then what will come into question if there's a confirmation that there is other intelligent, intelligent life out there. The big thing is religion. I get that perspective, you know? Yeah, some and people are like, what the heck is... Wait, I, I thought we were the, and the I one and only. Right, we were the I, center of the universe. I love that, but I don't agree with that. I, I believe 
there is a source there is a divine there is the universe there's god right and these things are translated depending on what you want to call it and what you believe mm. you're saying right? it could be an alien a celestial being whatever it is like god you know it, it could put us all here mm. when you have to understand humans are naturally born narcissistic beings we're manipulative we're like naturally these things right you see a kid you know them their whole life and one day they're, they're lying to you where did they learn that naturally we are manipulative beings right we want power we're narcissistic right we want to think that creativity comes from inside of us i'm the man i did these things you know what i mean we're the only ones that god made but you believe god made deers you believe god made pigs or whatever you know what i mean like so god made all these other animals and it's not possible that god also made these other extraterrestrials that you don't know nothing about because they're two different worlds literally mm. so it's not a far-fetched for me to believe that the source the divine god created the universe not just earth even the <laughs> beings within the universe you understand yeah. and you know when it comes to religion, I, I'm not a very religious person, even though I was raised Catholic. Um, I detached myself. It wasn't by choice. It just kind of happened in life where, you know, I stopped going to church. And it, for me, it became more about connection to God, to the divine, to this spirit inside of me. What is that? Right? Because if you believe we're made in, this, in, the, in the image of God, then what does this mean truly? Does it really mean we look like God? How could we actually humanize the divine? It makes no sense. And I'm gonna take it a step further. Even the whole like God is a man. Where do we get this from? Manipulation and narcissism. You understand? Who created the world that we exist in? Men. Who birthed it? Women. You understand? And that's going really deep. <laughs> but do you think that we created that image of God? Yes because we can relate to something that looks like us or similar i think i love that question i think through fear we like to create things that make us feel better right for example this little mask that doesn't actually protect you it's placebo i put this on this protects me from you no this protects them from you if i'm sick but here i am wearing this stupid mask everywhere i go because they told me and this makes me feel better Mm. right so i'm fearing no one's born in this life knowing what this life even is about what are we here right. for it's a it's like you can't eat inside right but you can eat outside inside it, that, that was like it makes what? us feel better so it makes right. us feel better to think that we are exactly what the source looks like right and and this is going real deep, y'all. I don't know how y'all trying to talk. I don't know how you're trying to watch, but uh, the sermon goes on. Let me start. <laughs> you know, getting to the point that I was trying to make about religions and me disconnecting and just really focusing on my spiritual connection, the, all these things, you know, because I could go in depth with that. And I think every being, no matter what religious you were brought up from, has this inner ability to create, which is godlike. You understand? Look what we're doing right now. Podcast. Mm -hmm. This is all creation. This is why some people get... They call themselves God, which I think we can tap into this DNA, right? This spirit of God. Um, I would never call myself God, though, but that's just me. For me, the most powerful thing on planet is belief. And this is why there's so many different religions. Because to me, what makes your religion 
more real than the next religion or anyone's religion for this matter right there's what is it uh there's like uh cultures that have like more than one gods i don't know the actual terms i just like poly and mon- deity Poly- yeah, I can't, I can't remember right now. My point is that for every religion, for every religious person, it works for them because of the belief. You understand? You have a God of money. You pray to the God of money. You get money. You believed it. Mm-hmm. And so forth and so forth. I believe, you know, raised Catholic. Catholic is Jesus, is God. And these miracles happen in your life in small doses, in major doses, right? And it's because you believed. And so the biggest thing in life is to literally believe. And that's why when you hear these success stories from people, right? What do they always say? I believed in myself. That's the most powerful thing you could do is believe in yourself because the power of belief is the power almost of God. You mm-hmm. understand? And that's like in almost any, any religion throughout. You believe it and it's true for you. To me, I think we're all in the belief of God and of the source. But we humanize these things in our ancient times, trying to understand life, trying to understand what this is. Mm-hmm. What is this miracle? What is this thing? What is this? You know, and it's us trying to, like science, figure this thing out. Mm-hmm. So do you, you believe know? in free will? Absolutely. I think that is... Or do you think that it's like if you're destined for something then no matter what, you're going to be brought to that path. I think, for me and my family, we like to say, from your mouth to God's ears, and then back to your footwork. Mm, I like you that. You understand? Because it's, faith is just half the battle. You have to now walk there. Mm-hmm. There's a gazillion humans, and we're all here, and you know what? It, it, why are we all here? Who knows? But we're, each and every one of us a chance for something you understand we're a chance for something are you going to be the human and the chance to do something for the world maybe not maybe you are but this your this is your chance mm-hmm. this everyone is your has chance. that chance you know what i mean yeah. and um everyone has that opportunity everyone and 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 look you know it's it's almost unfair to say knowing the world that we live in because some people are born in systems and in situations that you just almost can't escape mm. yeah but what people don't and, and and then people like atheists or people that don't believe in god would say like well why doesn't god save them why are, are these people you understand and um there's no real answer to any of these things but my response would have to be again it's another chance for another human being to experience this and then maybe decide to do something about it you understand the human experience is still something to understand explore we're born into a system they don't want minds thinking this way they want you to be about the money make sure you go to work make sure you slave your hours for me slave your time away for this money yet you're not taking nowhere you ain't taking that when you meet you're not when you meet god you're not taking it mm-hmm. But make sure you slave it for me because otherwise you'd be too connected. You'd be trying to connect with people. You'd be giving too much love out. No, 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 no. Focus on the money, you know? And so it's this dumbing down, right? It's like, now I'm going real deep. It's like maybe some elites that, because I always say this, human psychology on the elite, elite, elite level is magic. Literally magicians. You understand? When you understand it human can transcend. Well, Well, what I mean by that is like, 
how does a magician get you to pick a number from whatever to whatever and they still know the answer? Mm. Is it that they really read your mind? Or did they in some way manipulate you put to, the yeah, number thought. in yeah. your mind? That's the magic. You understand? And this is like some a high level of psychology, understanding humans, right? It's like the the, the 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 dexterity, right? Like if I distract you somewhere and I'm fast enough, I can I can whoosh, right? I understand human psychology, at least on this level. So if you don't think that the elites of the world don't understand human psychology on some ancient level where they're gatekeeping the ones that can go through because at the end of the day if i'm at the top what are we we're manipulative and we're narcissists i want this for me and only for me all right maybe maybe you too all right just us just us in this circle but no one else in the rest of the world it has can know because it's just us and we're going to continue to run this thing through this currency and through these things and it's it's really a level of evil and now uh, sometimes it's intentional sometimes it's unintentional just because of the world that was that we're born into what led you down the path where you started subscribing to these ideas i question everything you know i'm not i like to get to the root of everything because that's where the deepest level of understand of understanding something is right you can't truly understand something at the surface of it can't look at this table right here and go i know how to make this table no so you try to just reverse engineer the ideas and well, some just of the try thoughts to, uh, like go back right like for example who said floor is going to be floor can we find that on google who decided that for the who said the was going to be the who saw death and was the first person to see it and then looked at it and went that's death who said that who made this word and now we're getting deeper into word spells and all these other things that i can go into but it, my mind just kind of started thinking about the root of all these things of this world that we exist in right. it this can't just be money this can't just be sex this can't just be having babies you understand this this can't be just how life was meant to be we can't possibly think that life was meant to be lived just the way it is right now and here's a crazy part some same people will, will believe in a god when there's ideas or, or new visions or or a deeper meaning being promoted to someone they can't accept it you're right away you're crazy you're a conspiracy not well, yeah but that that also stems again everything usually is like a derivation of ego of narcissism no 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 no, no. my ego my god's better than your god no 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 mine Oh, my pain is greater than your pain. That's right. Oh my gosh, I can't even tell you how much we see that like from from just people of color. Like no, no, you listen, don't know my struggle. Like you don't my, know what it's how, like. How dare you? Don't mean to cut you off. But yes, how dare y'all come out with hashtag stop Asian hate while we have Black Lives Matter going on? What is what are you talking about? Like we literally need to be here to for for each other, for together, uh, for together. You know, together for each other. And it's really interesting to me when people, but it's like, it's that ego. It's that thing of like, no, 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 no. We still got to focus on my pain because my pain is more than your pain. We all do it, man. Why? We, we all do like, it. Like, if we would like come out of our narcissism, come out of our ego and relate to your pain, then we create a bridge. We create a stronger force now because you know what? 
Damn it, they abused us too. They abused me too. They killed my cousin too. They locked up my, my brother too. You know what I mean? All of a sudden, we're connecting to each other. We're stronger now and we're supporting and understanding each other on a deeper level. And this is like now going back to word spells, right? Like, for example, who decided that in the English vocabulary, in the English language, that the word race was going to be used to describe, to have a double meaning? One, to describe the differences between people. And the other two, the, the other be a competition. Subconscious. There's a subconscious. Thought that. There's a subconscious attack. We there. need to compete with one another. Yes. Why and who decided that race was the word that we were going to use to distinguish the differences between people, right? Why? When if I ask you right now and anyone listening, if I say, when everyone knows there's only one race on, on planet Earth, everybody in their the mind. Human race. E everybody in their mind does that human race but then somehow in society we kind of like no no our race over your race it's a word spell why why can't we use the word culture to this to be the word to decide the differences between uh, race i'm gonna tell you why because culture is more inviting culture is more peaceful culture is in competition Man, if I tell you about my Puerto Rican culture, you're going to take interest just like I'm going to take interest in your culture. You understand that I know nothing about it. It's just culture. This feels good. Yeah. This feels good. I want to know more. What does your food taste like? What does your music taste like? You know what I mean? What is your uncle like? It's culture now. It's not a race. It's not a competition. It's not, well, Puerto Ricans are stronger than Asians or Asians are smarter than everyone else. You know what I mean? Like, and then all these stereotypes come into play. You know what I mean? But this is the agenda. <laughs> you understand? This is what I mean. Who can tell me right now? Anybody listening, please Google and DM me, email me, and stop me in the streets, give me the answer. Who created, who decided that the word race was going to have this double meaning? And why? Well, a lot of the um, words from the English, English language, I know that derive from the Latin language, right? So uh, I, I don't know, but that is an interesting question where they decided right. to use a double meaning for Why? the word race. But then like, if I go deeper, then I mean, I could kind of troll and say, oh, then what about the word C, right? But, but, but no, it's not necessarily a troll. It's right. actually another If I say, oh, what point. about C? What about, the, what about two, the number two? Do you want me to think about other people too? Or do you want me to think about- well, Here's the thing, right? When you understand how to distract somebody, right? How do you do that? I got to mix it in with the real right if i if everything is on the surface and you can pick it out and you can see it clearly then I'm, i messed up i need to hide that so well that you're never going to think about this because chair is a chair because two is the number two or two people those are simple things but when right? you go me too but, right? but here's the tricky part that's why some people could, would argue back or push back and say look see i can see you but then why would we call the ocean the sea like, or, you, or do you have a special meaning behind but that too? But here's the thing, spelled differently, right? We sound the same and people forget that language is literally vibrations. That's all this is. You understand? We are, uh, you know, when, you, when you're like uh, trained and you, I know you know as an actor, you learn your articulators. Those are all your articulators. That's how you... Your, your mouth is doing something in all these areas to make all these words up of your language. It's just vibrations. So I can say, yeah, you see the sea selling seashells, right? Um, no one's fighting over that. Mm. There isn't competition over that. 
right? Yeah, um, I, but I totally also yeah, I definitely see it because if you're if you're describing this word, why are you, are why are people using this word to divide, right? Right. When other words don't divide, right? Or don't have the exactly. same uh, meaning or or or, right. or, or my I, thing is that it's spelled the exact same way. That's my rebuttal to the C example because you can see S E E the C S E A. Right, so there's a there's a difference there. So it's not necessarily the same, right? If I got this chair or a stool, it would have been silly to call them both chairs. But if you could come up with a name for a chair and a name for a stool, why did you come up with a word for race and a word for a competition? Right? How did how, how did these words merge? Who did that? You know what I mean? And these are questions that I don't know if there's answers to. Maybe it's my third eye just reaching. But the truth is that no one really can confirm or verify one answer on either side. So my thing is just to, to, to provoke thought. Why not think that maybe this could be an issue with the world? That we feel a lot of the problem in the world is just ego. The stuff happening in the Middle East, the battle of land, ancient land, the people here. It's one race over the other. The Haitians and Dominicans going to war. Mm. One race, one yeah. race or the other. They live on the same I, island. Yeah. Puerto Ricans and, and Dominicans or Puerto Rican and Cubans. Like, it's so funny because if you imagine if you were like, you you can oversee like a, a good chunk of ground, and there's like all these little ant holes. And then you see the ants run out of one ant hole with their little flags, and you see another little ant come out with their flags, and they start a little war. You're like, look at these ants. Like, mm. why are they holding flags? Oh, are they really going to, are they killing each other because they have different flags? Mm. Y'all are the same. Right? Like, it's silly. It's really that simple. It really is that simple, but we can't get out of our narcissistic worlds. Right? It's just like, it's hard to teach that. You know, and it really takes conscious effort and awareness to even think about it or to try to. And my thing is always, I want to understand things on a deeper level. And that's I'll, just that's where it stems from. And I also want to take it back to your art. So all these, the consciousness, right? right? The stuff that you're thinking about, you know, under the surface. Do you infuse that into your work? You know, Absolutely. everything that you've been doing with the content that you're creating. Absolutely, brother. I love that you asked that because, yeah. Well, let me tell you, the creative engineer, you know, just to uh, really quickly touch, uh, touch on that a little bit, you know, I was a mechanical engineer. I got an associate's in mechanical engineering before I got my bachelor's in theater. And I'm so grateful for this because what this did was create a, 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 a kind of a, a mindset where I see things in equations, mm -hmm. right? And, and when you go high enough in math, all it really is is just breaking down equations. It's a small equation, breaking down, trying to understand it to an answer, which is an equation, right? You get to a level of math where it's not a, even a solid lot of, numbers. Like, a, lot of it looks engineers, like a lot of engineers are problem solvers. It, yeah. Complete problem solving. And so when you enter the realm of art, I encourage everyone to be aware, again, of all the problems of the world, right? And see where you can, where your art can heal. That's really what it's about. How can I heal people with this art, right? When I made the shift from engineering to actor, it was like, I think I can motivate and inspire people by by being on screen, you know, telling these stories that I think are important for people to see, to feel. Even if it's an action movie, right? Like 300, look at 300. How many people were motivated to go to the gym? Oh my God. Because of 300. 
Because you saw these guys and you were like, raw, and you was like, fuck that. I'm going but, to the gym while I'm watching more than half of that was makeup, though. Yeah, so I mean, it was CGI and, and CGI some of it was spray makeup. tan. Yeah, yeah. But it doesn't matter. The effect yeah. is what I'm talking about. The influence, right? And so... Yeah, films have power. Oh, absolutely. Art, art in general. That's why it's Film, like, music, it's lasted yeah. the test of time, right? Yeah. Like you can go back to wherever time period you want to go back to and there's art, some form. It's human expression. You know, as far as like, you know, my, my deep thinking that I apply to like these thoughts in life, it definitely translates into my acting. You know what I mean? Um, anytime uh, anytime I'm, I'm given a role, you know, or I have this opportunity to perform, yeah, I definitely take it to another level of like, you know, breaking all this down, right? Like what 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 does my character want from this scene? What are my what's the overall arc, right? Like I need to know the whole story to see the whole arc of the film and then I can see my character's arc, the characters around me, how do I lend to the characters around me, the character arc like like it's just like all these things, you know, ultimately we want to make people feel things right like in life we just want to make people feel things you know look we have this awesome podcast right now you know and we want the viewers to feel something we want them to hear something that's going to move them you know give them some insight give perspective you know and with acting it's it's no different you know whether it's in in, in a character's decision or as an actor as an artist i want people to feel something so in this scene if we're having it it's all that what am i what's the goal the goal is whatever I decide, you know, I choose it to be. Um, and how hard am I going to go to make that goal possible, which is usually to get something or make someone feel something, you know? And so definitely I go to the depths of understanding all these moments. Even if it's me getting up and coming over here and grabbing this thing, why does my character need this? You know what I mean? Uh, am I thirsty? Is it my favorite drink? You know what I mean? Uh, do, do I have fidgety hands and I just need to hold something so I can, you know what I mean? Feel like all these things I can play with. Right. You know, I literally can can decide. And and then one decision isn't necessarily better than the other, but one decision can, you know, uh, lend a hand to the effect that you're trying to go for. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? If I want you to think that I'm nervous, then maybe you know I may grab this and I may start fidgeting. A lot, you know what I mean. Um, if 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 I want to be an asshole, I'm like, where's another one? Someone get me, you know what I mean. And all of a sudden, there's so many activities I can have with just this, you see. And I have to justify that as an actor. What's the realest moment? It's not about what's the craziest thing I can do. What makes what would make the most sense for the effect I'm going for? Mm -hmm. You see what I'm saying? And I can color it any color I want. You know, as far as I as, as long as I understand what that is what am i going for what's the effect if i'm doing a comedy film then what i really want to do is you know make you laugh make you feel joy but how how can i truly do that right i gotta get engage you so deep on a level where like at this point it doesn't matter what i say you're laughing right and, and the only way to truly do that through comedies right is to pull at your heartstrings somehow somehow Right. And the best comedies have that with a lot of actors that I, I think they just want to represent what's real mm. for their character. I think yeah. those are the most successful characters down to the detail of they go if they're representing a certain character type, they'll go. Why is this character wearing this watch? Right. Would this character wear a watch like this? Right. Or would they wear a Rolex or would they wear or a Casio? 
You know, it's it's right. Invicta. Why? Because right. the watch says a lot about who you are, your style. Right. Just like you said, if if I'm nervous, I'll fidget. Right. If I want to be brash and cocky, I'll just I'll give me another one. Right. Right. And right. Sometimes you can eloquently portray who you are just with your style. Right. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. The visual literacy is uh, a lot of people underestimate that. I'm glad you said that because it's true. People do underestimate that. And, you know, I make sure that anytime I come out, but it's a podcast, it's a networking event, a red carpet event, whatever it is, that I, you know, I, I, I can't. Wear your power. Mm. Wear your power. You know what I mean? A lot of times people want, are waiting for someone to superstar power them. Right? I need a big HBO movie so they can superstar power me. Then I'll get all the wardrobe and the makeup and the money for the jewelry or the clothes. You can wear your power by being you, right? And pieces, like, and wear things that represent you, right? I show up today, like, how many people are going to wear, you know, like, this hat this way with the shirt, with the, you know what I mean? Like, and I make sure that I, when I step out, what I want people to get at when they look at me is maybe provoke the thought that I'm an artist, right? Because then there's space for conversation. Thanks for listening and supporting the podcast. Check us out on YouTube, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts for the rest of our episodes.